Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. I am the one who spells his name with only four letters, J-D-I-V. And we have most of the melanated men in the building. Rob R.I.P. is rotating in the Phantom Zone somewhere. So, but by all means, baby or Bobby, get your paper, however you do it, because he might go get that fluff a drop for real. So let's start off at the top. <laughs> Detective, sir, are you ready? I'm good, man. How y'all feeling? Uh, I got a question for the group. Anybody make it to the movie theater this weekend? I saw Ambulance. <laughs> oh, Anybody man. else oh. check it out? You hold on. You went to you went to the movie theater this weekend and you saw Ambulance versus seeing in everything anywhere the the multiverse joint at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I don't even know if that was playing in the theater. It came out. Yeah, it came out Friday. Look. It came yeah, out. It's supposed, it it's supposed to come there, out Friday, uh, but yeah. Because you know be Sonic is dominating Dag Dag on there every screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jonathan was. Sonic. Man, yeah. Everlast wasn't bad, man. It wasn't great. <clears throat> but if you are a Michael Bay fan <clears throat> and you have some nostalgia for the old school 90s, you could have uh, swapped out Jake Gyllenhaal and easily plugged in Nicolas Cage and it would have been the same movie. Are you, are you? <laughs> Yo, hey, listen. Nicolas Cage did a, speaking of Nicolas Cage, he did a uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Uh-huh. Yo, that joint was hilarious. They asked Somebody asked that man, why do you think you're in so many bad movies? And, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I get that paper. <laughs> like we all gotta work. His his response his response was, well, I don't necessarily think that I'm in bad movies. I particularly like movies that are independent that will always give you the feel of we did this in somebody's garage with a camcorder. That's and what he likes. He said he said he likes that because it gives him more freedom of expression as an actor was rather than being that, in because a lot. Right, because he be doing too much. He be giving too much in his expressions. And, and then they talked about, and then they, that was the other thing. They talked about Pig, and they said, well, how come in Pig, you know, he, he didn't have no lines. And he said, I had some, but I chose not to say any of them so that I could do the entire, so that I could do the entire film with just my expression and just my body language. Because I feel like that was more of a challenge as an actor and something that I'm more comfortable doing. Now, I didn't see the movie. Did anybody watch Pig? Hell no. No. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> dang! No, I'm, I'm trying to watch Pig, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get Nick Cage to play it. We just I like, watched nah, the other one, good. man. What's the other one he did, man? It was well, don't Tesla. ask us. Yeah, it was a one name. It's kind of like a uh, uh, trash. Scary. Yeah, yeah, trash. Not. It was kind of was. It was one of them trippy, off the wall, like psychedelic horror slash. Oh, it was crazy. Hey, you know that that um, ambulance is so funny. Is Michael Bay, right? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else saw it. They run in a trailer, literally. This is like on like TNT, whatever, regular TV, where they say if if you've had a lot of bad criticism about Michael Bay films and you don't understand why, here's the first time you should oh. go back and really gain appreciation for Michael Bay films. Literally, that's that the they say that on the trailer. They say wow. that on the trailer, man. And the joke wasn't bad, like. Heard it. Like it was the rock, bad boys, light on plot, 
heavy on action, lots of explosions. It was the Michael Bay movie. Yeah, the Michael Bay movie. You might as well just go for a jog with head with some rock music in your ear and get the same effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Wale pop up in the joint. His what? Acting, no his way. At best. <laughs> Acting what? as limited at best. Um, oh man! He actually even references like in some meta weird world. He mentions The Rock and Bad Boys as movies that these characters like reference at certain points. Like as so, hold on. Is he is he Wale? Basically, or is he a nah, character? Nah, he's a character. He's a character. Oh, okay, but he's Wale. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is probably terrible because, like we say all the time, it's hard to be yourself. Yeah, he was kind of mm-hmm. like comic relief, like. Oh. A dumb dude that worked for Jake Gyllenhaal. And you know what's funny? Apparently, he was in Black Panther. Like they well, say I, that. I heard that too. I didn't see it. I still have not seen. I ain't seen the screenshot. They say he was standing on the wall doing the bullshit. Yeah, show yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Noah said he was in Black Panther too. A lot of people say also, that but Black not Panther. Black Panther too. Of course, yeah. he might be. Right, he, that. he must not make the edits, man. Aquarius going to Where Black Panther oh. too. Oh, Lockett one, double P. Uh. Mm, that sounds a lot different than I think you thought it would. But <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, sir? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, what's up, fellas? Uh, real quick, I don't know if any of y'all have ever checked out this show on Hulu called Woke, but um, season one was pretty solid. It was an interesting take on, um, I think it's, Name is Lamorne. What's his last name, James? Is it Robinson? Yeah, I think it's Robinson. Yeah, Lamorne Robinson. Uh, he he did uh, basically a take of being a black man that was sort of oblivious or didn't believe in some of the the stuff that you hear black people complaining about, and then having an experience with the cops, and he was like, it woke him up. And then Lamorne Morris. Lamorne Morris. Okay, Lamorne Lamorne Morris. Um, oh, you talking so, about woke? Yeah, yeah. So they're season, gonna go hard. Yeah, season I love two, that show, season two just came out, and I, I'm only like three or four episodes in. I haven't started two, but, it yet, but it's still solid, just like season one was. Man, so. Joe, that joint was so good. I was hoping they wouldn't do the thing where they put out a good, especially for us. You know, they we'll put yeah. out a good show, and they'll be like, "This is really good." Too bad we're not giving it another season. Yeah, like, no, that joint, no, nah, that joint was good, and the season two seemed to be just as good. They, 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 def- they definitely still on the same track with season oh, two. So cool. check that joint out, yeah. yeah. Uh, one more thing, and then we'll jump over the. Uh, we'll jump over the. We'll give it to John after this. What the the funniest <laughs> thing was the fact that throughout the whole "Ask Me Anything," they kept calling Nicolas Cage uh, John Travolta. <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> yes, the whole time, Mr. Travolta. Why do you keep impersonating Nicolas Cage? <laughs> his responses were actually pretty cool. So, speaking That's of awesome. responses, yep, I'm always interested in his. Yep, the Captain El Capitan, sir. How you doing? You ready? Uh, mixed mixed feelings today. Uh, let's get the sad out the way, man. Yeah, um, I feel like that, 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 that one hurt me. A Dang, bit. bro. Let me, let me uh, that's honest, that's man. crazy. Like, it's very unfortunate. Um, our condolences go out to his family, loved ones left behind um, far too soon for a young black Damn, man. man. Dang, especially bro. to be a parent. That's 24. That's man. rough. Um, and then what's his name was said whatever that one white dude was said about him talking Shefter. about well he should Shepter was trying to be sporty and he messed right. up you know what I mean yeah. focus on trying to keep it sporty instead of focusing on you know that man's right. life wait what did Adam Shepter say Shepter was just saying that he had uh, failed attempts with the 
Washington football Washington team Commanders. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They weren't the commanders when he was there. Oh, no, yeah. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about somebody else said something and they were like, well, he, he, when they, when he came in, he, he was, he always, he was one of those guys that was living to die. So it's no surprise that he was jogging on the freeway. Ooh. Ooh. I was like, whoa, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I didn't hear that one. Jamel Hill posted it on her Twitter. That's how I found it. Uh-huh. Got it. Um, but yeah, I was just like, dang, like he went back and apologized. Dude started with a G. I forgot who it is. But he went back and apologized, saying that what he said was insensitive. But I was like, that, that's a little more than insensitive, bro. Uh, that's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. let's go back to the person. Let's, let's get to the person who will always well, make it sensitive. Because well, he's well, just that type of dude. Oh, wait, y'all got more. Go there, before y'all go got there. more. No, I got a little bit more. Um, then, I don't know what he's doing with Lav here. Because uh. <laughs> Lav is that person that always thinks about somebody that we not think about. Lav think about everybody's feelings. We just thought like, he was eh. going to do the Ralph Tresvan. Remember he came out with that album, Sensitivity? Oh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to, but... Uh. <laughs> Well, um, no, I, I was just going to mention, and no, he's a transition there, but I found out the news on my way to see Sonic Part 2 with the kids. So that, that was a little bit of a blower trying to go uh, figure oh, that man. out in my head. You really, you really love these Sonic movies. Right. The, first one, the first one was really good. The second one, it was too much. It was like, they, it, it literally was too long. I felt like it was every bit of two and a half hours. I'm mm-hmm. certain of it. Um, they tried to put squeeze too much into that that film, and it was like you. And, and they're going to make a part three, so it was like if you knew you were going to make a part three, you just hold some stuff out, back. Yeah. yeah. But um, your boy Shamar Moore makes an appearance in there, James. So you should be happy. About that. <laughs> Shamar Moore. That's that's James Man, ain't it? That's Love Doppelganger. Yeah. He said, no, it ain't. For all the ladies, Shamar still cut and ripped, and your boy uh, Boris. Uh, not Kojo. What's uh, what's your boy from um, from from Jesus from Guardians? What's the other British guy? Help yeah, me out. Boris? No, from not from that Guardians. Come on now, Thor Heimdall. Idris? Who plays Heimdall? Idris. Oh, Idris, Idris, Idris. Oh yeah, he plays does the voice Knuckles. of Knuckles. Yeah. yeah. So, so well, I, I just does I, not, oh, wh- He okay. does Knuckles' voice. And, Is it and good? Sonic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's, you know his voice, but you know, okay. it works, I guess. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Mr. Trasman. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it live. I'm sorry. I didn't you know that he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good, man. Uh, sh- special shout out to James, man. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, man. Uh, happy birthday, you, man. bro. Happy crew day, sir. <laughs> appreciate, you re- pre- appreciate you recording on your birthday, man. You ain't <laughs> out on us. It's a milestone. Yeah, yeah. How old you is now? 45? Middle-aged. 42-ish. 42-ish. You gave that man, you gave that man 45. You see how, how, how the grease glisten off that forehead. That's what I'm saying. I just so think, old. No, I figured he was like Tom Cruise. He gonna look, or Pharrell. I figured he gonna look 27 forever. Well, Pharrell is a, Pharrell is a vampire. Like, you might as well call no, Pharrell James. Nosferatu. Oh, you're right. You're right. James is a vampire. I forgot. I wonder, kind of, I wonder what kind of content Pharrell pulls down from the streams. It's probably all music. That's, that's one thing I, I want to ask you about this CW lifestyle, James. I, I need to consult with you more because I'm trying to understand when am I supposed to sleep, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I know you add stuff to the list, man. I forgot, man. I seen the trailers for Woke and forgot all about it, man. I gotta go back because that joke I heard real good reviews about it. So, man. thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, brother. <laughs> Yo, well, like I said, we gonna miss Rob, but without further ado, no one will interrupt me for doing this, so de- okay, good. Detective, hit him with the news. <laughs> And some very interesting news coming up. And I'm always happy when we see peace be made, especially uh, uh, amongst uh, our black talent and filmmakers. But Monique 
and Lee Daniels have finally patched up their 13-year feud that's been going on since Precious. Um, I don't know how much y'all are aware of it, but yeah, yeah. they before. That's what. That's what time. I don't know. I never understood. I didn't know they were they beefing. beefing. Oh, they yeah. I didn't know they were beefing. I knew. Mar- yeah. I knew Monique was. I was gonna say Marnique. Chill, chill, so, chill. I knew Monique was beefing with everybody because because she's Monique. But yeah. yeah, it started with her saying Lee Daniels and Oprah blackballed her. Exactly, and that that came from the fact that apparently she would not promote the film Precious during award season. So he had issue with that. Uh, uh, obviously, Monique could bring a lot of visibility to that film, especially because it was an independent joint. And, you know, all actors are supposed to do that, you know, with their films right. and stuff. And so I think that's what really started it. I don't know why she did that, but that led to, I guess, the results of what her, what, what she called being blackballed. Right. Because wasn't you know, she nominated? Wasn't she nominated? She for got that nominated movie? for that movie. So yeah, why wouldn't she, she promote it? Like, that doesn't even you. make sense. You know how it is with these indie movies, too. And not even, I don't even know if this was Monique was thinking, but until you see Final Cut, she probably started thinking about her performance and what type of movie it was. It could have, it, like, it's one of those movies that could have went either way. Either it could have made. Man, listen, yeah, they anybody, were talking about, do you remember her monologue? They were talking about her monologue for forever when Yeah, that that's after came people out. started seeing it. But yeah. if, know, anybody before. if anybody should have not promoted that, John, it should have been Mariah Carey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Paula Patton. Paula Patton wasn't in that movie. Yes, she was. She was the was teacher, she? wasn't she? Paula Patton wasn't the teacher. She, she, she's forgettable in everything. No, Mariah Carey was. Mariah oh, Carey was the teacher. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Mariah I don't know why Carey. I thought Paula Patton was the teacher. That's yeah, they like another another <laughs> light skin long head girl. Her hair was dark. I guess because her hair was dark in that movie. Nah, that's because you ate some of her light skin uh chicken? Atlanta Laquarius chicken. Paula Patton in that Atlanta chicken. <laughs> Paula Patton was in it. Miss Rain. I told you y'all. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's always for, she's brain. always forgettable, so it's okay. Oh, the teacher. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm about to say I knew Paula Patton was in that movie. I didn't. I, I could probably watch that joint again and not remember Paula Patton was in See, that movie. I, I, I remember Paula Patton. I I remember Mariah Carey was in that joint. Mm. But it's if crazy. she was if she was ten shades darker, then you'd have remembered. Nah, <laughs> nah, just Paula Patton. Paula Patton is just a terrible actress to me. I've never thought she was a good actress. Yeah, she 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 is limited, and I like Paula Patton. Oh, I'm sorry, I Even... shouldn't be so mean. Yeah, she's a limited <laughs> actress. But uh, it's interesting though because this spawned a lot of Monique's like criticism of the industry too. Because you know Lee Daniels blew up, and it was a bunch of roles between like Empire and all the movies and stuff that she felt that she should have um gotten the ability to um be in and then she felt that <clears throat> lee daniels and of course oprah has so much power that even other movies and stuff like the netflix beef where she said she wasn't getting as much money like oh, in her mind, in mind she felt that all of that spawned pretty much from this so for them to patch it up it's interesting i don't even know they're saying it's patched up and I, I can't remember if it the article mentioned if there's a new project they're going to work on together or not. But it sounds like they're actually. Going I have to two words it. for what this reminds me of Ben Simmons. Because <laughs> you can't talk about, you can't be at an employer and talk bad about them and then turn around and be like, yeah, they not, they still not giving me opportunities. Yeah. You pissed on I them. I was going to say, what's up with Monique's jump shot? Yeah, well, right. well, you know what's funny? Uh, interestingly enough, 50 Cent uh, put her on blast this week saying she needs to deserve to be back on top and like 
I don't know if that's a play for him to get her into one of his shows because <laughs> you know he might see that she's perfect for that, and so this is you know he's a he's a publicity yeah. and promotion yeah. genius. He's gonna find he's gonna find a so way to do it. Yeah. By him saying that, it kind of led to people sort of reacting, and I think that's a lot of times you know fifty two steps ahead of what he's about to do. <laughs> right. I would not be surprised. She seemed like she would be a great addition to one of them power. The, she really would. The funny thing on, is, Monique, is Monique can really act. She so, can, right? And that and fifty that ain't the top. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but think about it though. If it's it's not a top, but it sure is a springboard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a springboard to be on any yeah. one of them joints on stars because you and know people keeping the lights on. I'm happy to see Monique back because if you really think about it, since all this kicked off, she ain't really been in a whole lot. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I'm going to be honest, I she love should... her for comedy, but that precious performance yeah. put her on another strategy, yeah, it in did. my opinion. Cause... And I have never seen her put back in that situation. She yeah, had that it's... she had that talk show on BET, but it disappeared too. Like yeah. all, all yeah. the stuff was she had going. Was that before or after Precious? It was after. after. It was right after yeah. Precious. Yeah. yeah. Precious was 13 years ago, bro. Dang. Yep. Yeah. I was, 20. I was 20. I was 20. Were you years that ago. old? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were in high school or something. Shut up. <laughs> hey, what you saying, thing, James? We talking about performance wise, man. Is um, Eddie Murphy is uh, set to play the Godfather of Funk, George Clinton, in the upcoming biopic. Ooh. And it's interesting <laughs> because this is kind of where Eddie shines acting wise, like mm-hmm. you know, talking yeah. back to the Dream Girls kind of role. Yeah. And he's yeah. the he's a master impressionist. Um, I'm just curious to see how he portrays George Clinton, but Bruh. I got a feeling that this is going to be dope. And, and Dolomite. I forgot about Dolomite, too. Yeah. Like, these are the type of things where Eddie steps up. Like, it's, it's, it's like looking in a mirror, man. Like, it's, I feel like Eddie is as, what's the word we use? Eclectic? Eddie yeah. is as eclectic as George Clinton. Maybe not in the same way, but I definitely feel like he can give uh... you that. He he can give you, he that. can give you George Clinton vibes. You don't know about George Clinton, do you? I do know George Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it. It's like a funk. He like the G funk, right? No, Snoop. <laughs> right. I do know George. Clinton, I do man. think Eddie is a creative, which yeah, means that you know he sings. He he just has all these amazing talents. Likes to party all that, the time. Yeah, that, I was that's all the other day. <laughs> that fall into that you know entertainment space. But I, I'd have to say George Clinton is in a little lane of his own. He you birthed know, he, George Clinton birthed a lot, bro. He yeah, birthed he a lot. There's oh, a reason they call him the Godfather. Yes, but yeah. you know that's gonna be a wild movie, like not just because of the portrayal. Um, and <laughs> I know because it's have George pro- Clinton. Yeah, they were out there, man. All them psychedelics in the seventies. Yeah, like man. So I, you I'm got sure. you you got Bootsy Collins, you got yeah. Zapp and Roger, you got the Gap yeah. Band. They all children of George Clinton, yeah, and they all fun. and they all had other people that came behind them. Yeah, yeah, funk music. Time, man. And even it's amazing how was... it's amazing how many like genres of music black people just can create. Yep. Like, yeah. And then and then jump off of it and jump onto something else. Right. Yeah. Like we be like, yo, this sound dope. You know what would sound better if we did this? Six years later, oh, here's another genre of music. Oh, you know what? This is cool. Let's do this again. Now we yeah. got another genre. And for me, like, I don't really know their like behind the scenes, like drama and like, you know turmoil and like uh george clinton's upbringing and stuff so i'm george. gonna be interested to see some of that man george clinton has battled with addiction throughout yeah. his life too which was kind of obvious when you go and look yeah. back you'd be like oh yeah, yeah they was definitely on heroin I, oh yeah that's what I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> him I, herbie I, hancock all them boys i would have yeah, i would have guessed lsd 
Because well, that probably yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, acid. acid. I got that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got LSD. We gonna get on that a little. Oh, we not. We don't have that on the Russia. Y'all not keeping up with uh, Snowfall. We were gonna review. We gonna review it at the end, man. You talk about so they gonna stuff you. Come on, man. Be careful. I don't know how many people caught up on Snowfall yet. So he gonna stuff you. Yeah, man. That's Loft Boy, man. I thought he was gonna be dead, man. He gonna spike the chocolate. Everybody Hey, but um. One of our, at least one of my favorite directors recently, and I'm sure Jonathan loves him because he made the, the third uh, uh, in the trilogy of the Batman saga. That's one of Jonathan's favorite movies. Yeah, he can't uh, do no wrong in John's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film, um, which, you know, uh, tells the story of, of developing uh, the atom bomb. Um, Gary Oldman joins, which is also a reunion to that, man. One of the original Jim Gordons is linking up with... Uh, is Batman director to star in this uh, epic film? Um, I can't remember who who's the lead. Is it uh, my man that plays Scarecrow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? So. I, I oh, can't remember his man. name. The the wiry white dude that looks yeah. scary. And that's my man too. <laughs> it's like later. Carrington or something like that. It's something not. It's not a common name. Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Yeah. I knew something. I know somebody was screaming that they uh daggone um iPod. <laughs> iPod. Right, somebody was. Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. <laughs> but man, is this something y'all are looking forward to? I, I really, it was such a, a crazy time, man. And I kind of sometimes like these sciencey kind of movies. It's, it's crazy how the human brain is able to come up with certain stuff. Like the fact that we were able to come up with this bomb and especially during that time um, when, you know, we, everybody was at war. And then the fact that we used it, man, it's just crazy. Man, but. I want, I wonder if they're going to go into a little bit of why we used it, the way we used it, where we used it, when, because what I've learned from, just talking to people, especially talking to people like of Japanese descent, having conversations with them is, or just people on the other side, like they teach history differently in that part of, of course. the world. So there's some parts, like there's some stuff where you talk about, you talk about the war and you talk about that and they go, well, no, that's not why they did it. They did it because like, there are some people in Japan, in that area that really just believe that the U S was testing atomic bomb and we just dropped them over there for the sake of testing <laughs> you know what, what you, they would do to people you know what i just learned and you reminded me of that is that, that the the nazis used to look at american slavery and say how brutal it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of true but i'm just saying like perspective right. is everything yeah. like Right, like, like the Nazis and, was the worst thing to ever hit the globe, but they was looking at America like, dang, they, they y'all really messed up over there. Right, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we're not as bad as them. Like, right, we believe in that. Like, <laughs> and step into this gas shower. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, man, but it is funny how, like, perspective, and that's one of the things that I always think is interesting that you can't lose, man. And you see that, you know, um, whatever religious text stuff you, you uh, read, like the Bible, like, sometimes you can't really judge who the person telling you um good knowledge is like literally just because it was the nazi saying it doesn't mean it wasn't true but sometimes we like yeah. because uh we don't trust the the person gotta, saying it or they're a hypocrite you gotta, in some way you gotta you gotta it. trust the message not the messenger exactly yeah. <laughs> that, that passed on that stage is just a man 
Yeah, but the, it's going to be interesting, thing, man. So I, I'm curious how y'all feel about this. Like, the thing with me is that what what was the uh, one he did? Was it nineteen eighteen or what was yeah. it called? Eighteen nineteen, I think. 19, yeah. Um. So yeah, like he he finds these historical points and he wants to tell those stories. But I, I don't like Christopher Nolan for that. Like I was just about to say, did he, did, did he do that or did he do Dunkirk? Dunkirk. That's Dunkirk. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I was going. I, I was thinking the same thing. Long to me. That I was rhyme. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, for a no, for a Christopher Nolan film, like, how do you make? Beautiful mind, a Christopher Nolan film because that's what I imagine this will be yeah, close to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it, and I pro- it just... and it's more of like he makes good films. He's an amazing director and writer, but it's more like I prefer when he does these abstract yeah. thoughts, yeah, sci-fi that's, things. That's what he's so great at. It's kind of like knowing that we gotta wait, see this, and then it's gonna be another three years. But he do kind of like flip because what was the yeah. last one he did with uh, Denzel's son? Timid. So we'll have to, you know, we'll have to get through this Oppenheimer and then he'll probably bring that up, you know, right. bring up another one of his sci-fi thought-provoking yeah. ones. But man, this cast is crazy. So we mentioned Gary Oldman, but we you got Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. who is uh, from the Death of the Nile. and yeah, you know, Thor, um, he directed Thor. Uh, yep. He got Matt Damon in it, Robert Downey Jr. in it. Emily Blunt's in it. Rami Malek is in it. Jason Clark. Yeah, man, it's 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 stacked. They love yeah. actors love stuff like this though. These right. little period pieces, uh, man. They jump yeah. on that type because of stuff. Because you Lawrence Pugh, she like, in it too. It yep. seems like it seems like I mean, especially after Nicolas Cage said that, like it seems like that's what they I mean it's they're artsy. Yeah, it's kind of like when you, hoop, when you hoop your whole life and every now and then you just want to get in the gym and just hoop. Yeah. Like, you don't really want to, like, I don't, I'm not trying to play a whole game. I just want to get in here and hoop. Like, I, I guess it's kind of feel like that. Like, it's something you work your whole life at. And yes, you have to have a standard of this is the performance that I have to do in order to get the accolades right. that I want. But every now and then, I just want to do something for the sake of doing it. And I guess this is Well, that. I think it's also, it's, it's the opportunity to hoop with other greats. Like, yeah, man, you know, a film too. like this is going to attract that type of talent. Yeah, it's like, man, this is, this is crazy, man. Like, if, for anybody listening, just go to the IMDb for Oppenheimer. Like, there's not really an unfamiliar face in this whole cast listed. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, even some of the support players, like Jack uh, Quaid, Jason Clark, like, it's a whole bunch of people in this joint. Josh Hartnett, when the last time we seen Josh Hartnett? <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. I ain't yeah, it's a lot yeah, of recognizable crazy. faces. One of the Safety brothers is in it. The ones where he been at? Good time. <laughs> Josh yeah, Hartman, he man. did like a, a hiatus, and then he kind of came back with like a couple like uh, um, indie films. You know who he was to me? He was he was the child of Keanu Reeves. He, he yeah. was going to take that role because he has like the surfer attitude and disposition. And I just thought he'd be sort of the next one up. Yeah. It's weird when mm-hmm. people do that, like kind of pop, have everything handed to them, and then they disappear. Channing Tatum was like that to me. Just... Yeah. But yeah, and it's kind of funny. They all are kind of similar in their acting and like boyish good looks. Like they kind of have that <laughs> like teeny bopper man back with this before uh, um, Julian's time. But like they'd have been the ones on like, what was them jumps? Like Tiger Beat. <laughs> I don't know oh, Josh man. Hartnett and Jan- Channing Tatum the same though. Josh Hartnett disappeared. Channing Tatum did some bad movies. 
Yeah, yeah, he did. And then, he did. And, then, and, and then it stopped getting work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I this is weird though. Like Robert Downey has not been doing anything. Nah. He's had a couple attempts that have not worked, and nope. he's not even the star of this movie. So he got had to make a decision, man. He like yeah. seemed like he had a crossroad. Hey, well, what's the, what's the it, quote? It depends, it depends on your perspective because if yeah. you Robert Downey, you probably like, well, I just made four hundred million off of Marvel. I could just do stuff I like. Yeah, now. it's like LeBron. Like and that's some when, people and that's when you, now. Yeah, and that's that's when you turn into Mel Gibson. And that's <laughs> I mean, but they probably they they probably respect Mel Gibson. We yeah. we look at him crazy, but they probably respect Mel Gibson. Right. Hey, but you know what's wild is is thinking. Um, speaking of, have y'all heard that Robert Downey? He's allegedly involved in two Sherlock Holmes shows coming up for HBO Max. Now they're saying involved, quote unquote. I don't know if that's as like a producer or a director, but when I heard it, I was kind of thinking, uh oh, maybe he's trying to get like a quick payday. Yeah, he about uh, to jump back in the deep end. Yeah, to to, to uh, uh supplement that missing Marvel money. But shows though, that's the interesting part. Like Robert yeah. Downey Jr. really gonna sit down for two thirteen episode seasons or ten episodes. Yeah, if they record the whole thing like they know like they do with yeah. some shows where they do and, the whole thing well, in like a couple months. Or maybe it could uh, be a young Sherlock Holmes kind of thing and he does the voiceover. Because how do you oh, do he, he, well, he yeah. could be like the he voiceover. might not be the main star, yeah. He might be Wonder telling Girl, his story from yeah. like yeah. he's talking about what he did in his past. Yeah, yeah his, his voice. I don't know he's how you Sherlock Holmes yeah. and he's just involved unless you know they do something producer like that. Producer like or something like that, yeah. Yeah, his younger. Well, it years actually says he's over. gonna in the IMDB. It, oh, wait, wrong thing. Never mind. <laughs> so, I saw Robert Downey Jr., but I'm looking at Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I'm still not Yeah. I think I think the roles I thought that character fit his personality well i thought that was going to sort of be like his typecast go-to i'm shocked we didn't get like what sick. the sherlock yeah, yeah sort of like um captain jack sparrow like right. your man and yeah that, and i know. think he's still making the, them joints ain't yeah. i think so <laughs> i think up until his little beef with uh his wife like i think that kind of stopped his uh captain but jack everybody money. sided on everybody sided with him rather than her they were trying yeah, to get her did. kicked out of Amber heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it was already over you know by yeah. the time all that stuff came out he had lost in roles and that's why he was suing her and then all that stuff is coming out mm-hmm. in court mm-hmm. but man it's crazy i guess celebrities got problems too man <laughs> speaking money, of problems problem. man like did y'all watch because uh we got some donald glover news apparently um he's in poise we talked about like his prom deal that's coming up and I guess one of the fruits of that is going to be a prom video series remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith starring Donald Glover, who's also going to write and Maya um, Erskine. I don't know. Like, did anybody look her up? I don't know what else she's been in, but I thought it was an interesting pairing. But what does apparently, have. Go ahead. Apparently she's been in Donald Glover's dreams if he cast her for this job. <laughs> oh, Bro, see, what? You That's what that is? <laughs> well, well his... how? Why? I mean, she does look kind of similar, not similar in terms of like a, a good resemblance, but like the type of woman his wife is, his wife, or uh, sorry, true. his, not his wife, his partner, uh, who he has kids with. Oh, they're not married? I thought they were no. married. I she, thought he said they were married. Yeah. I mean, maybe yep. they, maybe they think that or say that, but like in what I've seen, it says partner specifically. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't really got know. some up and coming stuff, but she does a lot of like voice work. Like, so she's on yeah. like Bob's Burgers and like a show called Betas. Apparently she but was she's, in Insecure. Yeah, but she's white and Asian. And I feel like at first I was a little confused why he would do Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And actually my preference was like, oh, what if he did a black tape? You know, he's, he, he, yeah. he's, he does yeah. such a great job with writing. I think mm. that'd be an interesting flip on that type of like show. 
But then I thought about it, and his wife was probably like, you know how your wife crossed her arms looking at you? <laughs> and then now you slap him. that Jada? <laughs> oh, you you gonna, Jada look you cool. gonna do something with me. You better cast somebody that looked like me. Right? Yeah. Right. Hey, speaking of, did y'all see the um uh reparations episode of Atlanta yet? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I have not seen it yet. Please, everybody listen to check out that episode, man. Like, I, is that what Rob was talking about in the chat? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, part of I, it, man. You I know, tried Rob, to read it. it was, I didn't know what he was talking. It was like six text messages. Rob just one. be a stream of conscience because yeah, it was like six thoughts, no commas, <laughs> no separation, just yeah. all in one sentence. But yeah, check it out, man. Atlanta's been doing some thought provoking, like material, man. It's real interesting. Yeah. It's off yeah. the wall and it's different. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it definitely is different than well, not too different from season two. It's like kind yeah. of a, a mix here, but it's it's definitely not Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as crazy as I expected it to be. Nah, yeah, it's certainly um, thought provoking. But I mean, I, I think we had that critique before. I, some part of me kind of wishes they would just stick to the Atlanta script and kind of give us what those yeah. characters are going That's through. Been but a I, lot of people's critique about it too. Like, like he he, he to could make more. he could carve out those separate episodes and make a whole different show just of one offs. You know what I mean? Like, like a Black Mirror. Before. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I, I kind of like. I, I felt that way initially, mm-hmm. but I'm actually enjoying these off-topic episodes more than the Paperboy one. The yeah. Paperboy of of where he is in his career with success is not as funny or as interesting to me as when he was really struggling up and coming yeah. artist. Yeah. And it almost feels like I keep forgetting his name. Dane, what's his name? Paperboy. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. He just seemed like he beyond this character now. And yeah. I could be yeah. wrong, but it just I agree. feel like he not he not really there. Like he not present. He not really like really trying to give a lot to Paperboy. And maybe that's just because he thinks that's what Paperboy is. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like he's just like not necessarily fully invested. He was in. he, I mean, he was funny when he was trying to cut that tree down. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think the other thing we kind of miss when we when we look at stuff like this is the real timing of it, considering the fact that we're watching this now, that means they had to film and record all of this while he was doing other stuff. So maybe maybe it was written as in we know in season three you're going to be busy doing a whole lot of other stuff. So we're gonna like I could see Donald Glover being like, well let's write let's let's write something to where we don't need a whole lot from you. So that way maybe you're yeah. still here and we we still get what we want out of it. But then next time in season four, we in the last season that's, now we get you back and everything comes back full circle. That's possible, and that's very possibly why there are one off episodes that don't include the regular yeah. cast. Because yeah. they were taping Eternals or right. you know, the the Netflix uh joint for uh mm-hmm. for the girl or, or stuff like that. Yeah, Zazie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still don't know why her character is like <laughs> she's just like there. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go on to you know, see the world since I don't got no job, I guess. Van. Right. right. Like their relationship's interesting. But either way, um, whether you hate it or love it, it's definitely worth checking out um and being part of the conversation. So, you know, at least it's sparking topics and people talking about it. Cause it's it's interesting this season so far. Um moving yeah, on. But- oh, go ahead, live before I move. Yeah, I just we didn't say much about Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Like I just still think oh, that's an interesting, weird combination of Donald Glover doing that sort of spy movie. And it it's gonna be a weird take. Uh, I, but I'm curious to see 
you know what it looks like. Yeah. You know, you know what first hit me when I first saw this because Donald Glover got that uh, Amazon Prime Video deal to mm-hmm. start producing content, and I was like, so the one of the first things he produces on Amazon Prime is a reboot. Yeah, like exactly. I really would not expect that from him. I would have expected some original content from him because right. we know how creative he is. Like we talking yeah. about Atlanta, so it's like, why would yeah. you do a reboot first? And it's like he must like, have really, on. yeah, but he he always claims to you know have a lot in the tank or have you know be thinking ahead of mm-hmm. the crowd so i would have i would imagine you maybe, know, he has maybe something he, he hasn't does. been able to do yeah. yeah maybe he does i don't know how that works but i do know that let's say he pitched three things and amazon said nah we want that yeah and that's what they that's roll true. with that's, that's what true. they greenlit you know what i mean and apparently from what i've read he said he is so excited about just what he's written and yeah. that he's working on the, the final episode. He's writing that now. And he's real excited about he, it. Which makes me actually say, if you excited, were that yeah, excited yeah. about it, you must be doing something yeah, different yeah. with this. And it's like, he, he must have really loved that movie. I mean, it was right. a very, very strong cult classic for a lot of people. So I get it. But he probably saw potential in that movie that they didn't go into. And he's yeah, probably putting all, filling yeah. all them gaps. Is there an original? Or are you talking about the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? The Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie. There was an original mm-hmm. original? No, that's know. the original. Oh, that's the that's, that's the original. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and he's a strange guy too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, his interest moccasins. in it isn't necessarily like the action parts. It's the relationship. The oh yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's what I mean. That's why I wanted it to be dialogue. a black couple, right? Yeah. <laughs> think about it. For the whole movie, they're technically sitting in therapy. Yeah. Recount recanting what already happened. Like, think about it. There's, there's, in, in those scenes, you have those scenes where they're sitting down and they're talking to somebody. So it's right. either a therapist or it's, it's been a while. I can't remember if that was it is. That so was I, the whole thing was a therapy to, session. To Lof's point, you could literally have, and especially the way Donald Glover kind of think as far as what we get out of him in Atlanta and other stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if instead of them just breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to the camera, they're talking to a therapist and they're yeah. sitting in marriage therapy, and it's something that. I mean, we talk about having a black perspective, but a lot of ethnicities, a lot of cultures don't necessarily look to therapy. There's still a little bit of a stigma toward therapy, especially marriage counseling. Like we, we go to marriage counseling right. when the marriage is in trouble, not to help make the marriage better. So right. what if that's what it is, it's just them and it's them playing it all out in therapy and get to see the action and stuff like that. But then you get the nuances of what it actually does to the relationship that they have to go back and try to kill each other and still sit down and eat dinner together. And there could be some funny moments. Can you imagine like a black spy? Like your goal as a spy <laughs> is to like blend in, but then they yeah. get like black profile dude and stop. Like, um, excuse me, yeah. sir, are you supposed to be here? And he's like, that's a good man. You know what I mean? Like James Bond just literally be walking in parties and stuff. He ain't supposed to be yeah. here. Right. <laughs> so, uh, that would I be hilarious there being some like awkward like you know profiling type you know uh racism or whatever especially because it's an interracial in. it's an interracial relationship so right that automatically it's gives me some thought-provoking so, moment yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll and be... i wonder if we kind of jump into to conclusions that it's spies like maybe they maybe he got some interesting take or something else and that, that their relationship has a, a similar dynamic but it's not in uh you know what i mean espionage is that Mr. and Mrs. Smith, though? That was he, about to say the if same it's not thing. rooted in espionage? I mean, I don't know. It's Donald Glover, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't look at him as a spy anyway. Like, yeah. I don't see him 
fighting and shooting at people. Yeah, that's true. And man, I, I guess, you know, we're in the era of the reboot. So, you know, it makes Jonathan happy as he's pulling out what Harry has left. But this was one of my favorite <laughs> movies. They really haven't found a way to make any sequels or reboots of it that were significant after uh, Brandon Lee passed. But apparently The Crow is being revived with Bill Sarsgaard. Um, I'm hoping that they have my line in there. Remember, she walked up to Eric Draven. Can't rain all the time. Eric? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't remember, James. You do. <laughs> hey, well, y'all know y'all noticed that James be dropping them little favorite line quotes yeah. a lot. We never we never call it out, but he did. Can't he does that a lot. <laughs> you know that how much you crazy... gotta watch a movie to have so many movies and favorite lines from each one of those movies. You know what was wild oh, about the crow? It was like speaking. We were talking about like um, ambulance and and Michael Bay earlier, but that was a very kind of like '90s movie where everything was like dystopian and like yeah, it was like punks with switchblades and like spiked hair and like you know what I mean. Um, a, a lot of the people that he was dealing with, um, that were quote unquote villains, were like those type of like guys that you would see just, on the subway just like the, in the '80s, just movie. like the first Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, man, what's y'all thoughts on the crow? Did was that a movie y'all liked, or do y'all even care about this reboot? I think Sarsgar could pull it off, he's gonna look like it, so it's gonna be a creepier take. <laughs> uh, I, I like the original, you know, but it was one of them movies where it, it didn't really leave me with like, yeah, I gotta have more sequels and stuff, right? I mean, it's I think if I'm being perfectly honest. As someone who just was a super fan of Bruce Lee, I think I was more connected to it because Brandon Lee was in it. You know, it wasn't necessarily the story. It wasn't. I like superhero stuff, so it was cool that The Crow had sort of that vibe with it. But it wasn't like one of them great films where I was like, yeah, let's keep keep those coming. Um, And now thinking about them rebooting it, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like there's more stuff they could have went out there and tried to put together. Yeah, to to that point, this movie has been talked about so much since the original came out. Even when they made, didn't they make a Crow two at one point mm, with a different yeah. actor? Like yeah. all of all of the all of the the stuff that followed it, all of the conversations, the possibilities of reboots leading up to this over the the last couple of decades. I've always wondered why. Like I I yeah, watched the movie, yeah. I watched the movie one time, and I was like, eh, Brandon Lee, okay. It sucks that he died. And then I could have never talked about that movie again for the rest of my life, but it had this cult following that was so strong and I never understood why. I think so part I, of the reason was because Brandon Lee died during while they were filming it. Like that yeah. automatically gained Garner's interest. That was part of the reason I watched it the first time when I watched it. What was the movie? Out, it but, came out when what, I was five. So. so so let me ask you this. If that's the case, what's the movie that Heath Ledger was filming when he died? Exactly. He had finished. He had finished. <laughs> But the difference is, he, he wasn't yeah, filming one, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was. This was, was like the yeah. one, but like right. So I'll, that, that, that point don't like hold up though. Like, but it wasn't a but, performance. But what I was going to say too is, but no, was James, very, hold on, hold on. That's the rumor. It was not Batman that put him over the edge. It was that. No. It, it was that film that he was filming. Right. Yeah. Because he was playing a much darker character. You know what I mean? Like, and neither was the crow. <laughs> but the difference is, but but I think the, the other dif- I think the other difference is the fact that with the crow, you had so many like you had so many shows that did stuff on mysterious deaths and stuff like that that would feature that. So then that also garnered you had other it people was, who would it watch was because and be of like, Brandon Lee being Bruce and, Lee's son. 
Yeah, it was Brandon Lee because if it was some random dude named Brandon Lee and he died during filming, the crow wouldn't have the kind I mean, of type of cult following that it does. But yeah, Brandon also, Brandon Lee at the time was not a bigger actor than Heath Ledger uh, was. But y'all no. are missing too, man. Like that was real nineties and it resonated. Like one, he was a rock star, very grunge. Um yeah, the, yeah. the story of Eric Draven, him dying and stuff, like echoed Kurt Cobain. And mm. then you have you pair that with Brandon Lee's passing. Perfect. Perfect and then storm. you have the emo where his face paint, it was gothy yeah. and dark. Yeah. Like, or should I say, should I say terrible storm, not perfect storm. But, uh. <laughs> people just love the makeup and the look. And, you know, I ain't going to put them out there, man. But Laugh also watched Crow Stairway to Heaven with Eric the Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> they said I ain't going to put them out there. And there was right. no WB. Rolled them right under that bus. It, it might have come on UPN. Or whatever subsidiary you had back in the day with Channel 20 for Live. The CW. Oh, <laughs> WDCA. Yeah. yeah, but I heard that was pretty good. Wasn't bad. I wonder if, so, all right, there's stuff like Last Dragon, right? That just right. resonates for us in a way that maybe for white people, they don't feel that way about it. Like to them, it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, who like, is Bruce Leroy? Like, I wonder if there are just certain things that resonate for certain audiences. and. We can't let it go. Like, I know there are conversations that pro people probably still have about how can we reboot? How can we bring back Last Dragon that people will probably look at and be like, why? <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe for people, The Crow is those projects that keep coming yeah. up and people are like trying to pitch it because they love it. And they, it just it, it, it sort of had a place in time for them that maybe a lot of us just can't relate to. And you know what, Live? We typically do get those movies. They typically come out 10 to 15 years too late by somebody who like it, it's typically one of those things where and then it comes out and we'd be like see we didn't need this to begin with now you come into america too yeah, exactly <laughs> but had we or bad boys four although yeah. we're not getting that anymore um but if we uh what dang <laughs> what or, dang or bad boys two or bad boys three <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dang yeah. okay well we're doing that now uh, but yeah like you have these where it's like, yeah, we, we got the seat. We got what we wanted. We got what technically we probably maybe would have wanted, but didn't need back then. But now you waited 20 years and we sure don't want it or need it now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, this, this joint has had these little fledgling sequels and they did not do well. Like, I mean, kind of like that to me says more than anything. Like maybe this thing ain't what y'all think it can be. Just leave it alone. But then I guess the other thing you got to look at is, well, guess what? Like does it matter because if we do it right if we do it right we can have a horrible movie and promote it right put it on the right streaming platform and do what we need to do and still make enough money to consider this a success regardless of how bad the movie was a la mortal Kombat. <laughs> but uh okay, but yeah. it was like a, and i can't remember was it yeah. I think it was rated r man because it was pretty violent the crow yeah yeah and it was and um you know i liked his powers like that spirit of vengeance and like i don't know i think it, it it's got some some legs the only thing is like law said it never really lent itself to a sequel one because brandon lee had passed and two it seemed like he had served his vengeance like i mean i guess he could still be the avenger spirit dang man we got to check with um our, our our uh ties in the comic book industry because i don't even know if his comic book still exists and like what the storyline was throughout it uh, yeah. But it's funny, man. We get in the crow, but we still ain't got Spawn yet, man. <laughs> man, I out of all the reboots and stuff that are supposed that's to be coming, I I yeah, would like to see Spawn. Yeah, that's some, put some that's energy in that. Yeah, we actually want that. Right. Bring Michael <laughs> John White back too. Do it in his studio yeah, in Connecticut. Yeah, just let just let them use his studio. 
Yeah, but <laughs> he said, yeah, that's not what I said, Dane. That's not back. what I said. <laughs> he, can, he can work on stunts and fight choreography. Yeah, right? choreo- fight choreography. Yeah. He could yeah. be a, he could be on the production team. Yeah. Be, yeah. Make him a producer. Going back to giving the people what they want, uh, Rebel Moon, which is uh, Zack Snyder's Netflix epic <laughs> that is supposed to be based on his Star Wars script. Um, apparently is being split into two parts. Um, initially, it was talked about it being one movie. Now it's, it's being split into two parts. And me being a, 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 a semi Zack Snyder fan even has me worried because we know when he is given Don't carte worry. blanche to film as much as he likes, man, this could You're be have some two, two three and a half hour movies. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're gonna have Don't, two, don't worry, James. By the time this joint come out, it's going to be part one, two, and three. Yeah. He might, he might call them joints episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he go, he, he going to go full I, petty on this joint. I, I just don't know how you could take the creative, like liberties of a property like star Wars and make it something else. And then not have, have you not watched like, the Star Wars show? Have so you, did, far? did you watch Star Wars? <laughs> like, how how do you take a movie called Rebel Moon that you wrote specifically to be Star Wars? Like, what what are the powers? Are these people going to have? Like, are they going to look and feel like Jedi's, but you call them something else? You know what I mean? Are the the, the villains and stuff? I know you can obviously make yeah. different costumes. But that's the part that I'm like, how is this going to be so distinct? I feel like we get stuff like that. <laughs> it's pre- we've had stuff mode. like that previously. It, it, you do get stuff like that from time to time. But if they're creative enough, it's easy to take something that already exists and modify it to be original without changing the actual storyline. So you could just change the power set a little bit and call it something else and say it originates in a certain way that's different. Than like just having the force, the voice. Yep. yeah. <laughs> or you, you know, you got to get one of these stones that gives you this power to be whatever they call their Jedi, instead of it just being something that's automatically in you. Yeah, so you got to go yeah. through a trial, learning, and then they give you this stone, and you have the power, or something like that. Like it'll, right, and that'll right. differentiate enough that people won't be like, "Oh, that's that's just Star Wars." Yeah. Which I'm hoping that he don't turn away too much because I want him to be, go full petty on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, no. for me too. It's yeah, like, you know, it's it's kind of seeing how it mirrors the Star Wars and me saying, "Dang, if they'd have done, they should have did this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you just uh, never know with Snyder, man. My like, I'm never disappointed really in his direction and his cinematography. Where he lacks is when he writes his own stuff. Sometimes, man, I like when he has a co-producer like. I always forget that James Gunn pretty much wrote that um, Dawn of the Dead reboot and he did the action. You know, he did the direction. You know what I mean? Like when he's paired with a good writer, um, it's it's almost a perfect pairing. But when he goes off on his own, sometimes it can get a little squirrely. Like he has those loopholes that Jonathan likes to point out. And man, you could drive a semi-trailer through some of them sometimes with his plot point. I mean, if we be honest, based on what we got for the from the original Star Wars movies, I don't think this joint has to be great yeah. to be better than those. And yeah. I think that's all his goal is. Like, make Netflix some money and make sure this joint is better than what we actually got. And yeah. people can say, see, this is what y'all should have done. Because if we if we look at the, the Snyder cut of the JLA, yeah. it wasn't a great movie. It was just better than what we originally got. But yeah. isn't that the goal of every Netflix movie to just make Netflix some money? That's what I'm like, scared about, man. I just want well, the I mean, movie to be good. Do, yeah. 
I just don't want it to be another content click for me where I click it and watch it and never want to see it again. No, don't know? nobody want to hear that from you, Jane. Hey, <laughs> I want to hear that from, I'll take that from John. I don't want to hear that from you. <laughs> I want it to be good. I like good content. Do you or do you just like content? <laughs> right. <Both>. Like, <laughs> I'm willing James, to take the risk. That James is willing to hunt through everything ever made to find what's good. Exactly. <laughs> John John wants everything he watches to be, to good, be good or he's going to destroy it. Man, we're like comic book doppelgangers, man. We don't exist without <laughs> each other. <laughs> man, we're talking about content and, you know, um, streaming. HBO Max has done a lot in that realm recently, um, along with WB, and, and we give them in DC a lot of flack, but it's starting to feel like maybe this whole Justice League Flash um, uh, universe that they put together is slowly falling apart. I don't know if y'all have paid attention to the recent rumors because they kind of got, um, you know, over broadcast by the Will Smith slap. But Ezra Miller has had several um, instances out in Hawaii. And I don't know if he just lives out there. Or this is part of the filming for Flash. But he's had he's been arrested. He's had restraining orders. and allegedly. Um, they're saying that Ezra Miller has been um prompted an emergency um a hearing about you know his future on the WB project. So I I'm just curious, like, what you guys think about? Well, Wait, I'm sorry, Ezra I shouldn't say this. I should say WB WB prompted because of Ezra's not in the meeting. Ezra's yeah. not in the meeting. And I WB is having a meeting. That's what about, I was asking. Like, did he do it or did Ezra, they do it and say, hey, we got to get together and talk? Yeah. And I apologize with the pronouns. This might even get a little confusing for everybody listening because um, he's non-binary. So their they pronouns should be they and them. But for Ezra Miller, this is one, it's, it's, it's sad because regardless of what you think about him, he's a talented actor. And to kind of see Ezra spiraling, spiraling this way is kind of concerning. But it also makes you wonder what's going to happen with Flash. I also heard this could be a rumor. Like WB may not be having these meetings about his future, but um, it definitely puts the Flash project kind of, you know, in a strange space right uh, now. Like, I, I don't, I don't think we. At this point, the Flash was so bad. I don't, I don't think we care that they're putting a hold on the Flash. Like we, we've looked at the, we've looked at the Justice League content. We, we see it, and it's just like. We probably could have picked somebody better as the Flash, or at least that runs better as the Flash than Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the first thing. Now, granted, supposedly the reason that the Flash is formed in those movies is that way is because when they told Ezra to study, it's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and study the fastest people in the world, and that's what I'm going to model my running style after. But I, that that's supposedly the story. Now you saying both don't run like that? Is, that at hold all. on, I was I was but, getting to that. But was that Ezra's that. decision or was that Snyder's? I always thought whoever's decision Snyder it was, it was a bad and Ezra. One. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but I mean, it kind of it kind of sucks because I mean, and I don't know where they're at with Flashpoint now, but you know they've dedicated um uh Affleck and they've gotten Michael Keaton in it, and and Ezra's this starring, you know, pushing this vehicle. They've invested Not this anymore. money. So I just don't know if they're going to, I don't know, but I guess with Flashpoint, it's the multiverse kind of thing. They could find a way to write him out and 
have a new Flash take over in Ezra's spot. That would be great. If we could get a good Flash, that would be amazing. Like, but I, I don't think that's what we're going to get. What I think we're going to get is a bunch of shoehorned, pieced together pieces of something, and they're going to call it Flashpoint. This is a like, disaster waiting to happen. Is. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what's worse this DC uh, Justice League that WB put together or Sony's uh, Spider Verse. I'm really at a loss. <laughs> Dang, why John, you got to do it like these, that? Yeah, uh, you mean, what you mean? So, uh, the Justice League joint probably worse. You it's saying you got to do it like that? Oh, you saying he doing Spider Verse like? Yeah, that. he doing oh. Spider Verse. Like Spider Verse wasn't Justice League bad. It was just bad. Well, like, well there's a certain thing. There's well, a difference between Venom, being bad Venom and, and being unedible. Venom, what, Venom and Morbius were pretty bad. Man, okay, what I'm asking Morbius. is, what I'm asking is, is it financially? <laughs> is it just financially that profitable? Where? Is it even worth the continuing this? I mean, apart from maybe Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? Like. Can you just start I over flash. at this you point? You should start over. They I thought Flashpoint was going to lead to some of that. Like I thought right. it was going to give but them I, an entry point too. to do some of that. Might, but so they can't I, get through this. If, I mean, if they are smart and they are having these meetings, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be very difficult to necessarily do a to change or shoot an ending if it doesn't sort of do that in Flashpoint. But man, if you could do sort of like an after credit scene or something like that, that entry even that in. gives you that that exit to get rid of this. I mean, as much as I would love to see Henry Cavill continue, right. uh, I think with everybody else, man, and this sort of iteration of Justice League and all this stuff crumbling, I mean, you got to move on. Even Momoa, I ain't, I don't think nobody married, and I'm almost certain Aquaman too is gonna be terrible. Man, make money. It's gonna be really bad. I don't care who Free, they have right? casted. No. I don't care who they have casted to play the Flash. If they writing scripts where the Flash trips over a, a stone <laughs> in the wall, <laughs> it's it's going to be a bad movie. <laughs> it's Man, just not. Hold it didn't exist. <laughs> how do you how when you're moving with that much force at that speed how do you trip over anything first of all when you destroy run, the wall you pick maybe. your knees up i don't understand how you trip over something that small you pick people, your knees people, up when you people run trip, you can't people, run fast people trip when they're running in real life all the time i'm not saying that that's not possible i'm saying for the flash the amount of pressure he would have hit that stone with that he tripped on yeah it would have just put a hole it. in the wall yes. yeah like this if they can't get that through their minds that how is how it should work Flash is always going to be bad. It don't matter who's the actor. It's always going to be bad. Because you think about it, the one decent Flash they've had, they won't ever get rid of. And that is Grant Gustin. That man going to be Flash. They're going to be in the 19th of that That's the thing, though. They're not thinking about logic when they do that type of stuff. They're thinking about this is going to be silly. It's going to make kids laugh. Right. And that's what WB does. Like They make movies for adults and kids at the same time and pick scenes to sort of like... Marvel does a better job of that. Yeah, because Marvel makes a film that's going to make you go through, I think what they say, the five emotions. And like they think about how to do that like in a holistic manner. They don't pick a scene and say, well, it'd be funny if this, this, this part right, that, that is what it looks like they made the kids leave. laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, they definitely do that. I mean, you know, there are documentaries about how their process works. Um, and, 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 and it sort of alludes to that's how their executives like, think about their films and their movies. And that's why they always usually pretty bad. But I mean, but it's not stopping them from making them. Thank though. you, I think thank you. Because they make like, money. Because they make money. Though. People gonna Stop go see it. Going to see these. Films. They have proper games. James. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all act like y'all not gonna see it too. 
I'm not. Not unless it comes out for free. I, I, I'll. Well, I might not go see this movie, but I, I'm definitely going to go see some of the other ones. So I can't be mad at James. <laughs> Heck, man, y'all seen Aquaman too? So <laughs> I did not go to the movies to see I didn't Shazam. Go see that either. Yeah. I, uh... No, nah, I didn't. Actually, I didn't, I didn't go to the movie to see Aquaman either. I didn't go to see any of that. I saw Aquaman or Aquaman watch me fall asleep on it for the first time probably <laughs> maybe about two years ago. Yeah, I, I saw. I think home. I saw all them joints at home, but now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Justice League, I saw that one. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to the movies to see none of these <laughs> joints no more. No. Hey, since we're going down this lane, apparently um, Aqualad has been granted his own HBO Max show. Um, and Dane, I'm not as familiar with Aqualad's background. Um, I know like Black Manta or something was his dad and he's like half Atlantean, half um, human or something along those lines. But he is a brother. <laughs> yeah. And I really noticed him from the Young Justice um, cartoon series and always thought that his powers were dope with his little liquid yeah, uh, sticks. He, yeah, sticks that he had. He, uh, yeah, he sort of like manipulates water and turns it hard because he'll, yeah. he'll make them blades, he'll make them sticks, he'll yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll do different things with it. Yeah. Now, my only concern with this is it going to be an Aqualad at the level of like, and, I, and I'm not talking about writing wise, but just production wise on the level of one of the Disney Plus shows, or is it going to be like Aqualad Titans? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or is he going to fall in that um, universe? I don't know if we're going to get the answer to that until we see some of these other WB shows like the, the Green Lantern Court that's supposed to be live action. And then the like, Batman well, spinoffs too. Yeah, the Batman spinoffs. Like once now, we start seeing those production levels, it'll probably give us a better idea because in order for them to do it live action and do it well, it's going to be a lot of CGI involved because yeah. they're going to be underwater. Yeah. Um, as far as Aqualad's power set, you you pretty, I mean, not power set, his origin, you pretty spot on. He was um, the black is it black manta is that his name mm-hmm. yeah yeah black black manta's son um and i think he was but he was raised as an atlantean okay yeah. so um he is supposed to be taking over the reins you know of aquaman once aquaman like retires as the justice league so you get to see him develop and you know deal with that duality of being the son of a villain and not being trusted by a lot of people but you know truly being you know a hero in his heart um one of the things about this character though he gonna check all of the he gonna check all of the the boxes for um diversity as a character in (laughs) hbo max so i think that's a probably a big reason why this character is getting greenlit because he's uh, outside of young justice he's not really a popular character like that that would be on your radio like is being a black child with an absentee father a black father is that one of the boxes too (laughs) well well being being black and being (laughs) being black and being gay yeah, I, so I was, I was that's, joking. That's one of them. It was a yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave takes that person. What you mean, man? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say this brother can't rise above. I relate to absentee father just as much as the, the rest I like of us. Probably all do. <laughs> but yeah, that's this, just my my fear because I think Love might have made it too. But making it through, was it season three of Titans, was a struggle. I don't know if I'm going to be there for season four, man. That's a lot. That's a lot going back. Well, well, the Young Justice cartoon, if you like DC animated stuff, if you watch season one and two, 
season three wasn't as strong as season one and two. Season four has been pretty good, but they just had a huge break in the middle of it and started back. So that, that's definitely good content to watch if you like the, the DC animated stuff. Yeah, DC is so it's quagmire, man. Like I don't know, the, 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 the greatest <laughs> oh, character that they have, you can't fit any other characters in the universe with him and have the yeah. same feel and tone of it, which is a, absolutely amazing because the Nolan Batman series, obviously, and this new The Batman, you know what I mean, just got such a real gritty, grounded feel to it. And I appreciate that so much. But you can't put Flash and a swimming guy nah. and a swimming guy. Oh, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. When you said the greatest character they have, you were talking, about, talking Batman about Batman and not Superman? At, at this point, yeah. yeah. At this point. He has a point, man. At this point, yes. Like, no, how, so many, how, many Superman, dubs Superman, how many dubs does Superman have versus we, Batman? We talking about the movies, then yes, I agree. Batman has a better movie catalog. But if we talking about just comic book characters, Superman is... The, the the number one comic book character period in any universe. I'm not I'm not I'm talking about the movies. I'm the, not movie, the, the comics I'm are straight. Yeah, said, yeah, but when yeah. he said that, he said DC has the greatest character. I thought Batman. about DC comics. No, no, I said DC's okay. DC's greatest character, movie film character that they have. You can't fit anybody else into the film with him and make it have the same appeal or draw. Like, imagine if Marvel was like, hey, we're going to make this Iron Man one-off, but we can't do any other characters in the film with Iron Man because it just don't work. Yeah. Like, it just don't make... I don't understand. Do you, know, you know what's crazy to me? Out, man? I don't know, I don't yeah. know if, it's, if the dynamic is different and I'm just looking at it the same. Mm-hmm. But, like, Batman, I think part of the reason it's so difficult is because Batman is so grounded and so street level. And it seems like there's... It's Batman, and then it's everybody else who's not grounded or street level. And in in Marvel, you have those people who are, I'm not you, I can say it. They ain't got (laughs) a drink when I say it. (laughs) But but then you have Marvel, Mm -hmm. who has some characters who are street level, but they're there's enough. I think it's possible. They're, oh. But there are enough. But there are enough of there. There's enough of the people who are who are higher than that coming down, and the street level people being elevated enough to where they kind of meet in the middle. DC never meets those two in the middle. Yeah, DC that's the thing. Kinda... DC so, doesn't handle it well, so, but it, it's possible. Like they just don't do it well or do it right. I honestly didn't feel that. I didn't have an issue with. Ben that's Affleck's me. Batman existing mm-hmm. with Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. It's just the yeah. movie was bad. I didn't have an issue yeah. with the power sets. It's the I writing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so. and, and, I, and I also think there's just this, there's too much of, uh, there's too much complexity that they add to some of the like problems that they, that exist that they don't try to solve. They just right. create more problems. Yeah. They, they so. keep making movies that create more issues. You bring Shazam in, you have relative success with it. And then you bring back Black Adam in. It's like they they create more complications. They, they don't stand on issue. the success that they yeah. have and build on that. They go, oh, we got success in this. That means we can have success in something similar. Like, no, stand on what you have and make that better. And then you can build a foundation to actually put stuff on top of. But if you, get, if you take one, one stick and you say, this stick stands up just perfectly fine. Let's put something on top of it. It doesn't work. But So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you let, so this is one of those rare topics that, that me and I guess James can chime in as well, um, get to talk about the comic book aspect versus the the movie aspect. So the the problem I think is 
that DC or WB, I should say, has a habit of getting so far away from how their comic books actually do these things because their comic books handle this issue. Well, their Mm -hmm. comic books, Batman has an entire universe unto himself. He has other heroes that have spawned from him. He has multiple Robins that have grown up to be their own people, their own heroes, Nightwing being one red hood being another that, that can carry that street level universe. So if you want to have a Batman universe and have people come into something like that, that will be great for a Nolan or somebody that does those dark types of movies to make, then you have characters for that. But what DC does is they want the big names. We want Wonder Woman. We want Flash. We want Superman. And like you said, John, they don't fit into Batman's universe. What they do in the comics is they take Batman out of his dark corner of the world and put him into the other side, which works perfectly well because Batman is the greatest detective ever live, a genius level when it comes to having a weaponry that's suited for whatever he has to have in front of him, which so is why Iron he can Man. fight Superman. So yeah, essentially, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you, you yeah, exactly, so so WB <laughs> doesn't do that. They they that's need to take exactly Batman and put him into the other side rather than trying to make them all dark and put them into a Batman type. Now here's the thing: that's where they mess up. Let's let's jump in the writer's room because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the writer that says yes. But if you do that, how are we going to maintain the darkness and the, he has his the own noir of? I understand that, but what what I'm saying is, it seems to me like the only time they're really willing to use Batman is when they can put him in a situation where it's all dark and brooding and all of this. So then, like, so then, since you have a, a jumbled up, confusing universe anyway, use two different Batmans. If it's that, if if you want to do it that bad, use two different Batmans, or trust that the audience is smart enough to realize that we're putting putting Batman into a Superman movie. He has to act a little different. Yeah. Now, I, here's my question that makes me curious. Here's the question that must the answer that must be questioned in the <laughs> words of Rob. Yeah. Um. So if the five of us can sit here and figure this out in what three and a half, four <laughs> minutes. How come they can't do this over the course they, of 10 cause, years? Because they don't hire us. <laughs> Man, we had, the jo- we had the BCU need jobs. Life needs a casting director job like two years ago. Y'all should have paid that man already. Um, John will give you all of John will give you all of the cerebral and keep it to the realism that you need. Dane John, is gonna be John, John should be the guy that goes back and make sure everything fits. Yep. Like it, th- this doesn't make sense with what you did at the end of the movie. One of these yeah. got to change. Fix John is like, John is the editing director. John the is the one going. No, 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 fix that. Yeah, fix yeah, that. yeah he's, a, he's a continuity <laughs> editor. Yeah. The continuity like, editing yep. director. <laughs> He'll be driving the directors crazy. Like you know that <laughs> that weapon only holds eight bullets. He's just fired. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that. <laughs> hey, James in charge of writing the reviews. James in charge of writing the reviews. No, James. James is action. He got to do all of the. Yeah, he got to choreograph. He got to choreograph. He get all the best choreographers. He'd be like, "Nah, this is not good enough. Do it over." Oh (laughs) man, let's uh, wrap up the news with some street level dudes. (laughs) Apparently, my boy Moon Knight, which we talked about um, last week with episode one, and it seems like the buzz was out there. So this kind of makes sense because it seems like it got a lot of positive reviews. But apparently. According to the numbers, it has outperformed uh, WandaVision and all the other Disney Plus MCU television shows up to this point. So um, good for Moon Knight on that. And hopefully the uh, the buzz continues. And hopefully this is something that Disney can look at and kind of say, well, 
so far this is well written well acted this is what the people want and we'll get more of the moon knight type um renditions of these characters and less of the hawkeye and maybe even she hawk <laughs> renditions that you know, we're being a little nervous about but what you think about moon knight seeming like it's a hit um i think well, that i think that number to- was can we address the number first? Yeah, I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. Because maybe you're about to say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. All right. So I thought what I read was that um, low key, it, it, it did the same number as what the premiere of low key's uh, series did. Moon Knight, mm-hmm. that it wasn't high. It didn't actually outperform that. They said that it was the same. I actually think the low key, low key's uh, premiere was higher still. So I don't really know what this statistic meant i think low it, it matched one of uh, loki's episodes and loki's premiere is still the king that makes sense to me. stuff so i'm not really sure but i Loki, thought it was loki was introduced through thor so i think right. a lot more of an audience might be looking for that versus moon knight might need might take a little time for people to catch on uh, yeah, maybe i've read it wrong i didn't know it was the premiere uh but either way it sounds like it's a success but i thought that they said that um this premiered well, but I think Loki still had like the highest viewed episode. And I don't know which right. one that was. It might have been the finale because again, that a lot of people I think might have just watched that finale because yeah. it had Kang and it kind of tied into the overall MCU. But mm-hmm. either way, for a character that most people don't even know um, and have no background on, and maybe that's some of the appeal is that this is a fresh, brand new character and people are kind of going through along with um steven trying to figure out like what the heck is going on and um what actually is happening you know what i mean because it, mm-hmm. it is a bit of a mystery and he's kind of your lead detective taking you through as we figure this thing out so well i think oscar how... isaac is the draw as well i think that's where yeah. your big appeal is coming in people are familiar with him as an actor and know he's solid at his craft so i think a lot of people are tuning in for to see what he can do yeah possibly he is a i don't know if he was a big draw but like you know based on his performance and based on his acting ability you can't really like when it comes to acting ability you can't knock him and he's bringing that to this marvel role which a lot of times these type of roles people don't take it serious i mean he's acting as what four or five different people <laughs> at, at aside least. from moon knight like <laughs> like you know so I think that I think part of the other thing is to to what John or Lof, one of y'all said Loki was introduced to Thor. We didn't have an a preamble introduction on screen to Moon Knight. Like we didn't we didn't get that. Like we we got Loki. We got a couple versions of Loki. You know, we were introduced to Loki before the Loki show came this out. This is so, this is the first character that we've gotten cold turkey right that wasn't introduced prior to his show i, I was gonna say that but i didn't know if mm-hmm. i was right is, it, yeah. is that right Things yeah like- Hall, Hall, bucky and falcon wanda and loki they all were introduced in the movies so yeah that's the first person we we got introduced in the then if we're looking shows. at it in that aspect then you know if we if we're at that table we're saying well look at the success we got off of dropping somebody straight out of the blue into the universe and we're putting up almost loki numbers so now when you look at it like that, it looks like even more of a success than if we were saying, oh, well, we were True. piggybacking off of something else. No, nah, we dropped this straight in. We told y'all we were doing it. We dropped it in here. And this is what y'all got. And we dropped it at the same time Morbius came out. Granted, they're two different universes, two different companies. But still, we're giving you two different Marvel products. And your, 
y'all are take y'all are biting this one and y'all are y'all y'all like this one. so we got it we got to consider that a success so yeah. th- so then this is their them trying to say this is what you should expect from our exactly. shows I, for new characters that's what but, i feel like but looking at what we got for the rest of the year i don't think any of us believe that <laughs> dang what's the like, rest of the year she hulk oh, uh, marvel and miss marvel. marvel dang Hey, they came out the gate hard and then was like, yeah, we ain't got nothing else for (laughs) y'all. Well, I mean, but if if this will get people, you know, to to tune in, it's smart. It's a smart move. I think think what what stood out to me, which is something I suspected, is that a lot of the success of movies and shows by Marvel really hinge on the showrunner or the person they choose to direct. And I think when you look at who's done what, it has a direct correlation with what we ended up seeing. And I think the, the low-key uh, showrunner, they, they re-upped because they liked what they were seeing. But a lot of times, I think Marvel's giving these individuals like an opportunity. I don't know that the person doing Moon Knight has done really a lot of big stuff before this. And I would suspect that this was a good choice. Like, we're seeing mm-hmm. this person kind of do their take on a character that I think yeah. they, they really... Sort of had this affinity for because I think that the showrunner is Egyptian. And so you see yeah. some of that authenticity with trying to respect the Egyptian culture and history mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think that plays out well. Yeah, Falcon and does. Winter Soldier. I don't even know who did that show. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seemed like that's the personality of the person that was running it. And right. maybe they need to think about that a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I think they do are careful about who they pick. I think they need to do a great job picking people and vetting them to make sure they're going to do what they should do with the show. I don't think the approach to Falcon and Winter Soldier was the best. And I don't think they should have approved that. You know what I, you know what I've noticed live in, in listening to you say that I've noticed that it seems like the issue that we have with two of the major streaming companies, which I, I consider major, which is Netflix and WB or DC or whatever. It's a, they seem to say, hey, you know what? If we pay people, if we, it's, it's kind of like in the NBA where you see a dude like, what's his name, Miami Heat, Duncan Robinson, $75 million, uh, $75 million contract for what, three, four years? Like, he's not worth that much money. But because, hey, y'all saw him and he was a flash in a pan, we're going to pay him and we're going we're gonna to go for this flash in a pan rather than giving you, you know, rather than finding somebody that can really do what we need him to do. And yeah, I mean, but Mark, they, they, Mark, they try not to do the flash in the pan thing. I think they try to find people who maybe no, I'm saying Marvel's well doing it. Marvel's doing it right. What I'm saying is you oh, have okay. people like Netflix and DC who are like, hey, who's going to give us publicity? Who's going to give us run off their name? We're going to oh, go yeah, off yeah, the yeah. name based on based on that rather than we're going rather than saying, hey, you know what? This person not not very well known but they can give us some product that we can't get from anywhere else. So if we have to pay, if we got to pay you a little bit more to be not well-known and then this is a springboard that you use and we get a good product out of it, I'm with it rather than saying, oh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and pay somebody a bunch of money because we've seen them do some stuff. And hopefully we pay all these people money and we end up with, we end up with something we want, like the Lakers. So. Yeah, Dane, I hey, had to do it. So, I had to so, do it. Oh, that, no problem with me, but love, love. So for the record, the showrunner for Falcon and Winter Soldier 
His, uh, his name is Malcolm Spellman. About as black of a name as you oh, can yeah, get. Yeah, out yeah. There. He, he was the <laughs> that's that's why. Yeah, oh, okay. he was a showrunner, oh, but that's yeah. why that's that's why it ended the way it did. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. um, since we kind of talked about Moon Knight already, man, do y'all want to just get into episode two real quick? Let's dive in. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. What was y'all thoughts on it so far? I want to hear Karen's thoughts because this episode wasn't. Wait, hold on. Am I the only one that wasn't? On the review for the first episode. Yeah, go ahead and get yours off, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me get let me get John some time to get John some time to gather himself together. <laughs> gather the gather the petty. <laughs> right, man. Honestly, bro, like I I when I because I edited the show before I even I edited last week's show before I listened to last week's show before I even watched the first episode of Moon Knight. Like I I have been you know ADHD. I just forget stuff. So. Then I was like, all right, well, let me watch it to see because anything that makes Jonathan think it's literally the best show ever and they're going to have mountains of success. And I didn't hear him say one super horrendous thing about the first episode or the show alone based on the first episode. I was like, oh, it's got to be great. And I will say this. I loved it, but I'm weird. I loved it for reasons that like to me, I was like, okay, I could see how John could say this was really good. I don't necessarily know if I call it the best, but it was extremely good. And it, even the end of the first episode leading into the second was just all of it. To me, it was like, this is what I want out of, you know what it reminded me of? Crank. Like in that, in, in that it was this, Hey, we're giving you bits and pieces of something and you kind of have to put it together, but then you get all of this, you get this action that you get, but you don't get like to me, I, I enjoyed it. I know who was it? Dane said he was looking for more Moon Knight action. Bruh, the action we got, I liked it because it was giving you, it, it played into this, yo, he's blacking out. He has no clue what's happening. And then he wakes up as somebody else. And now there's this random voice in his head telling him, hey, do this, do this, do this. And then the thing that he's trying to do to appease the, his actual self to, hey, let me get myself out of trouble. The voice, the other voice is controlling. Like, to me, the chaos was a great. The chaos in his head that we got on screen was amazing. And then you go into, I, I just, y'all know me, I, I, I hesitate to call something the best ever. Like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm different. But, um, that, so. so episode two, then, how you feel about that? I liked it. I don't know that I liked it as much as I liked the first one, but. I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like I have to rewatch it again. I feel like I missed a lot. Like I don't know how or why I feel like I missed a lot. I just I feel like I missed a lot. John, you you want to go ahead? So so for episode two for me, I I enjoyed it, but it definitely was not as good as the first one. And I feel like they sped too fast past some of the him trying to figure out what's going on in his mind. Maybe I felt like there was I a, like I missed it there. Yeah. yeah, I felt like there was a lot more they could have done with that before he got to the point where he was actually conjuring up the outfit himself mm-hmm. and, you know, like aware, fully aware of what was going on. And they could have even shown us some other perspectives, you know, Mark Spector side of things and stuff like that. And they could very well come back and do some of that later on in as the show goes on but i'd hate for them to take him to the point where that he is now where he seems to you know be accepting and aware of what's going on a little more 
And then all of a sudden now he's back to where he was at episode one. And I'm supposed to yeah. buy that. This is the same, you know what I'm saying? Like it, at some point he has to just be knowledgeable of it. Yes. And I feel like they could have taken that, taken that a little more, a couple of episodes more even yes. to, to continue the story that we were seeing in the first episode. Well, it's not that is, I, you don't want to see, you don't want to see him actually gain full control and learn how to do all the ins and outs of what he's doing and then go back to having no control. So, and now we got to, so I mean, yeah, he's still yeah. learning. Like one of the things that kind of disappointed me is he conjured the suit, and it, it yeah. was a funny joke. Yeah, but you know, like Mister Knight is one of those like fun characters, like cool, calm, collective, and they kind of did it as an Easter egg. Um, it don't seem like it's going to be Mister Knight, or maybe it will right. be down the road. But they kind of just threw it in. But he's still learning, so you know, he still hasn't fully gotten control. But it's only six episodes, so I am uh, kind of like at least they're moving through the story, the story that alone. was one of the yeah. things that hurt netflix the netflix shows to me man they shouldn't have been 10 episodes if, if luke cage was six episodes and it kind of ended um, agree agree yeah <laughs> like, they could have done eight i mean they did they had 13 on cage they could have yeah, dropped five and it would have been better yeah exactly 13 I th- I, it felt like 20 one of the things that jumped <laughs> out that, like was, that was interesting with this and it kind of was like if you you, you kind of could have missed it is uh the the bad guy haro Basically said he was um Conchu's former original, avatar. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so mm-hmm. he kind of was, you know, a moon knight at some point too, and then got tired of it and yeah. then went to Amit because his justice or whatever takes too long. Yeah, I um, thought that was so funny that was when he was like I thought it was funny when he was like, So what is he telling you right now? And basically saying the same thing that Conchu yeah. <laughs> was saying. Like, yeah, I know, because that was his former. Yeah. So so I just want to go back to a conversation we were having last week about it because I think two things became very obvious to me to last question. One, they can absolutely see um, the Moon Knight garb yeah. or wrappings and stuff like that's visible. Right. And two, in that first episode, it had to be Moon Knight to jump out that window because Mark Spector could not have survived from that, that height. Plus his jaw appeared to be completely broken when broken. he got yeah. up from the yeah. ground. So to your question, why did they shoot at him then? Again, it was delayed if you go back and watch it, look at it. Like the guy didn't know what to do. He actually waved at him before the, his partner came to the window saying, what are you doing? Shoot. Um, so either it's bad writing or two, like I, what I was trying to clarify was that perhaps when he was running through that big mansion as the Moon Knight, perhaps the guys that we see shooting at him did not actually see him. That rather they were on the radio saying, "Hey, someone's here. They've stolen the the, the gem or whatever it is," yeah. and then they came out and just saw a guy laying there on the ground that didn't fit, and maybe that's and, why they started. And shooting. and you can take they could take the liberty to say the the suit can come on and off, so he could have went in there as Mark Spector looking like the regular dude. Something mm-hmm. popped off. He he put the suit on and started fighting. So one dude saw him without the suit and one dude didn't. So the dude that walked up and was like, what are you doing? Saw him without the suit before, you know, he switched. And the dude right. that was just looking at him at first only saw him with the suit. So right. he didn't know that this is the same guy. I mean, it's, right. it's ways they explain it. They, they're not going to give us that detail, but there are ways to explain it up. Right. But no, I mean, but it was a good question because it, it, we were trying to figure out from the objective right. reality view, what it is it that we are observing. And it seems other right. people, because when he was getting into the fight, with that thing again at the t- tail end of it, people were like, is this just like some type of play, you know, they putting right. on or whatever? Yeah, because they couldn't see, see the thing, yeah. Right, but you could see him in his suit, yeah. actually. So I thought that was pretty cool that we're, we're learning a little bit more about the character and what's going on right. and, as and, we go through. 
and I can't argue with it. It definitely seems like Steven is going to be the main character or perhaps the dominant personality. But does anybody like want to see more Mark? Yes. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, why, that's what I hope. That, that's what I was hoping the transition for episode two would be. Yeah. I was hoping it would, it would be like the transition from us seeing Steven, then seeing Mark and Steven, mm -hmm. then seeing Mark. <laughs> you know, fully like for the the, yeah. the perspective of the show just changed rather I, than what was which, happening changed. If it I were in, were in an eight episode season, we could have gotten that because we could have had those yeah. two episodes in there, and then yeah. the fourth episode would have been what episode three probably yeah. will be, yeah. and we would have had the whole story. And, and I straight. like it. I kind of like the action being pushed and like it, it it continuing to move, man. Like what I will say about this that I do like it kind of has the winning time formula where when it ends, I want to see more. And I kind of yeah, wish I could just watch the, the show all at once. Like, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I felt like even with the Easter eggs and stuff, like continuity is stuff like that, where I think we're going to go back and see and be like, dang, that whole time, that personality was really Mark. Or it really could be, you know, who knows? He has so many right. personalities. It could be somebody else. Or with the action, I think it's just like at the end of it, it left me wanting more, unlike Hawkeye, where I was kind of like, man it kept me hoping that it was going to get better. Like, man, I <laughs> right. hope this picks up and gives me the Hawkeye that I want. And it kind of was what it was. You know what I mean? Where this, I kind of want more and want to know what's going on. So week to week, it's got me tuning in so far. Yeah. How do so y'all feel I about the action? Like, with, with, with him actually in the, the suit? Was it, as, was it as good as you hoped? Or Because to me, I thought, like, they could have done a little more. Yeah, yeah I'm not feeling the, the, these, like, you know, these little jackals and stuff. Like, I actually felt like jackals could have come later. Yep. Like, yeah. I felt like they should have just focused on him beating henchmen up and yep. stuff early on. To show what he been, can do. Yeah. yeah and that mm -hmm. would have been, I think, a lot easier to choreograph and, and make him just show the difference between how cold he is. And I really was looking forward to that. And I still feel like I'm not really getting that. Like, yeah. you know, the first episode, he would blink, black out. We wouldn't see it. We just mm -hmm. see the aftermath. And then in this episode, you know, it's it's sort of more the same where we're seeing uh, Moon Knight. But I, I I know it's you know episode two, so I'm sure they'll they'll sort of expand on the character a little bit more and show us more what he can do. I mean, some of the what are they like little mini trailers to to create mm -hmm. excitement about episodes to come show some of that stuff that's that we're gonna see mm -hmm. that we haven't seen yet. So. Yeah, do you think that's you think that's a budgeting thing? You think they're trying to save more money? Rather than a blue screen. Nah, I don't nothing? think so because the jackals cost money to put on screen. Like that that's all yeah. CGI. So that's gonna yeah. cost money to easier, put on screen. Is it easier to do that though than to put a put him in a in a shot with a human and show his body wrapped in this mummified suit? Oh, you you're saying because he's already all CGI, so it's easier right. to just right. blue screen the whole Maybe. thing. Oh, that's yeah. that's possible. Yeah. That's which possible. which I agree with you, Love. Like I, I I was hoping that we would see henchmen, you know, more of that street level type of fighting rather than the, the jackals too. I'm like, I didn't need to see that again. Y'all yeah, um, jack my phrase, man. <laughs> <laughs> James, you're a bad influence, bro. <laughs> let me let me tell you another Maybe reason episode, why. Bad influence. Be because as we established earlier, this is Moon Knight's introduction for a lot of people. They don't know who he is from anything. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have an issue with sort of taking it slow with character development for a new character, but I think you need to make a strong first impression. You're dealing with Thor. You're I dealing agree. with Spider-Man. Yeah, man. Make man. Moon Knight make an impression. Like, really, if I looked at it like this is a pilot episode, they're looking at it like this is a six-episode movie. I get that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if I'm going to look at this as like a streaming show, 
I'm probably going to make Moon Knight have an amazing first entrance. And that could just be fighting 20 dudes in succession, doing crazy stuff that doesn't require CGI. That's going to make people say, wow, what did I just watch? Who is this dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of, so, I'm, I'm, I didn't expect, I, I kind of hoped for it, but I expected it to be more like this. But I was kind of hoping for, like you said, Loft, like that scene in the Batman where he had yes. that first, like that's what I was hoping, yes. like that level, yes. may, maybe not quite as violent, but that level of coldness where you like, oh snap, right. who is this dude? Like, and and yeah. how does he get to this point? You know, and look, so James, I can keep those. What are those crescent knives he got? Yeah. That can come later. I can right. see him do cool stuff with his cape, or maybe he can go invisible. All that can be special stuff later. But just show me him yeah, whooping man. ass in a spectacular yeah. way to make me say, like, wow, show this dude. me why. Yeah, to your point, show me why, as a regular person, he's cold. So then when you show me all the cold stuff he can do, I'm, I'm hooked at that point. Yeah, like, right. you, gotta, right. to, you, gotta, you gotta give us something to nibble on so that you can actually get the hook in there. Because the thing is, we're just, they're like, you know what? Yeah, here's everything. We're giving it to you, whole movie, six episodes. You good. So I got a question for James, just sort of around this point. And I, I'm asking you, James, because you're more knowledgeable about this character than I am. But um, where does he where does he fall in respect to the other heroes and his abilities and his power set? Is he like around Captain America? Is he Spider Man? Is he more Daredevil? Where, where, yeah, where I think is he? He's at? like in between, like Cap and Spider Man, depending on what iteration. Because sometimes you'll read it, and he's basically like Daredevil. Um, right. He's That's... human, and he doesn't have any powers. It seems like right. they're going with the version where Kanshu is real, and he has real supernatural powers, which puts him kind of up there. So like, he like Black Panther Cap-ish. level then. Yeah, because yeah, when he when he grabbed that bumper and just bended it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and ripped the joint off too. Yeah, that jump yeah. show super mm-hmm. strong, right? Yeah, because I, I wasn't expecting him to necessarily. I was sort of expecting him to be Shang Chi without the rings. Yeah, but he's sort of yeah, he yeah. he more on the Black Panther level. Yeah, and I actually think that they've um increased his level because I maybe they expect that uh put him in the MCU. Yeah, because he's gonna be in the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So same, I thing think with, they, same thing with Shang Chi. He, he doesn't like have the rings, but they gave him the rings so they can increase his power level. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, what I appreciated most about that episode, I think, is still the director. Um, I think they're doing a good job how they keep showing those reflections, his conversations through mm-hmm. glass, mirrors, any type of yeah. surface that they can show a reflection off of. It's kind of a cool trick, you know what I mean? Something new, yeah. you know, is a little distinctive for this show or whatever. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the relationship that he has with the with the, uh, the girl, the wife, Layla, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I like their interaction and exchange mm-hmm. throughout it. Some you know solid acting, but I do think it took sort of a, a drop down from. I don't know. It, it didn't it didn't pull me in the same way as the first episode. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm curious whether now, if it presumably we'll get that switch to see Mark, um, his life and his side of yeah. it. You know, this next that, episode. That's what I'm curious about. Is you know when he it sounds it. It keeps hitting towards that they're going to show him being resurrected, and now he owes Khonshu. But man, you know, Moon Knight gets dark. There's a character um, that when Mark was in his mercenary days, and part of the reason he got killed was because, and I can't remember what his um, alias was, but his name was like Bushman. He's like another like mercenary type guy, and um, um, he actually kills him and cuts off his face. So like when he 
when Bushman's around, like he kind of looks like um, and Dan, you might remember. I like, remember when Joker kind of had like that cut yeah. off face look yeah. under the Snyder comics, like and he's a black dude, too. So it's very interesting to like see that dynamic. But he's kind of like a mercenary war vet. Um, and he's the one that kills Spectre. I wonder if they're going to get into that and it's going to get that dark. Probably not with the face cutting off and stuff, but I wonder if like Bushman's going to show up because that's kind of one of his arch nemesis that come back from the dead and everything else to haunt him. But I'm, I wonder if they're going to get that deep into it. I'm sure they're not going to do the, the face cut off thing. Nah, like maybe like <laughs> they'll probably do a scarring if anything, but that would be a good season two nemesis down the road, especially if he goes against country, which he occasionally does. And it seems like they're building towards that. Cause he don't want Layla to be the next moon Knight. Is that authentic to the comic books? I was wondering about that too. Yeah, he goes back and forth, you know. Okay. Um, where Kanchu's being good, or he's he's. No, I bad. mean, I mean the the Layla being. No, I haven't seen like, that. Okay. No, I haven't seen okay. her being Moon Knight, which I hope they don't take that take. I still like. <laughs> and and I, I mean, I'm I'm good for that down the road, but man, they they love to, to take away the main characters and like give you as soon as we get like man, we just yeah. got Mark Spector, you know, and and we ain't even got some of the other personalities. What makes him interesting is his uh, multiple personality. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Layla comes with that, but we'll see. Can I ask a question from a, a logic standpoint, Flo? So each time, uh, is a Haro Haro who's the the villain? Yeah, Ethan right. Hawk. yeah. Uh-huh. Each time he's interacted with, um, not Mark. What's the Stephen? Stephen. He's got him. Like Stephen's just a, you know, just a. I don't know. I don't. They, they got him in handcuffs. They brought him a car. If he wants something from him, why he don't just take it from him there? Why is his why does his yeah. why does he always resort to I'm gonna go bring this thing out to the ground and come kill you or something like what is he going to ultimately what's that gonna result in if this thing kills Steven you you don't end up with what you were looking for in the first place I'm kind of at a loss of why he keeps doing that like is that yeah. just to show us the action just a, just a way probably to show us- okay and then I guess maybe they could argue that he knows like I don't know how strong Haro is under a met like maybe he has to use these other forces where he knows that you know. Um, he is on but he got like avatar and sixty got people power. in the room with him. But guns right, and that's stuff. what Why he needs to do. <laughs> like he, he keeps trying, but I think he probably knows that you know, or it seems like he figured out that you know he has the power of the moon and he's whooping ass. So he needs something a little bit more. But I think that's your. I think to last point that that would have been the moment where you really he's, didn't yeah, even need to do that. Was, you could have just had the dudes him. rush him. And then, and then he watch like, him oh, turn. Shoot, yeah. I gotta say yeah. something stronger. Yeah. And he definitely has realized, at least in episode two, that it's two different personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he 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 definitely seems to be taking pity on Steven, but mm-hmm. that still doesn't take away from the fact that he's still trying to get that thing from him. I mean, he could easily just jack him up. They could just and, pat him and, down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But, but but when they in the first episode when they tried to he tried to hand it to him. And uh, Amet, I mean not Amet, um, Khonshu wouldn't let him hand it to him. So they maybe got he's it thinking... out his hand though. One of the dudes had gotten out his hand. And he blacked out in the first episode, and then he showed it back in his hand. One dude came yeah. out of the store and grabbed it right out his hand. Oh yep. right. Well, so, maybe maybe like, after that experience, happened. he lost yeah. too many people. He's like, I can't trust them to be able to do it no more. Yeah. yeah. You know what I don't like? I don't like that they're doing the same play on this being two different personalities where. They're speaking to each other, asking for control. And they did that with Hulk. It just seems too close together where we see Uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk arguing, saying, give me control. 
And then now Moon Knight's doing the same thing. Yeah. Bruce Banner should have never been doing that, but yeah. Right. Bruce should have never been doing that. And yeah, that, yeah. you know, sort of one of my issues too. And I'm, I don't have a, because that happens in the comics, but uh, yeah, I, didn't, I forgot all the man. I've, I've almost much like, uh, I must've had an alternate personality too, because I blacked out <laughs> some of that Hulk trauma probably <laughs> with my own avatar. The, the, end, the end game trauma. <laughs> right. <laughs> So any, any expectations for this this next episode? Anything we we should be looking for, James? You that you know you familiar with what we're gonna see? He's in Egypt now, and I, I assume. Yeah, no, nah, I think they've turned from the story. My hopes is this third episode we get to see how he became Moon Knight, and we kind of yeah. get to see like mm, flashbacks, uh, and then maybe we get to the point where he has that break, where he has the split, like you know where the trauma happened uh, for Mark in the comics, you know do it in different yeah. i think you know different times like and sometimes in the comic it happened in childhood and he's always kind of had that underneath and some mm-hmm. of it was something traumatic happened along the line and then it meshes together but that's what yeah. i'm hoping i want to see the background i want to see the mercenary you know yeah. navy seal type mark yeah. Spector, mm-hmm. and what he was doing in egypt and then get to how he got his powers you know and it don't got to be a whole episode on it but i at least want to see a good portion of it. does he is he like so apparently he was supposed to be somewhat of a response to batman does is that also his thing where he's only out at night with the moon or yeah what it's called moon night <laughs> yeah just... well yeah technically he gets his powers from the moon but yeah he's a night nighttime guy too yeah okay mm. I, I i mean I don't I don't know if I have I don't know if the second episode has necessarily changed my expectations much. Um I think more so it's led me to kind of say okay, wait and be patient. But yeah. I feel like I was kind of doing that anyway. So for me, I just hope that they don't I hope that if this is I hope that if this is the low point, I hope it plateaus right here and doesn't drop further. Like yeah. it can stay here and still be decent, if not still a be good. really yeah. good show. But yeah. if it drops too much further from here, then it's gonna start entering. I don't hear hearing from me every episode. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> what, I, what, what I'm I'm looking forward to, which I can yeah. almost guarantee will happen, is there's going to be a crossover of some sort to make this person a part of the MCU. Mm. That that to me, yeah, that. That has to be a necessity. That's a necessity at this point. You bring in a new character into a universe that is interconnected in every way. And, and, and you have to, whether it's even just by a thin thread, I'm, I'm looking forward to how they do that. I think, I think it may be something uh, of an Easter egg. I don't know that they're necessarily going to have a crossover, though. Yeah, I, I suspect many, like many other people, it will draw connection to Blade or it will draw connection to something, um, whether it's Kit, Kit Harrington showing up. There's going to be something that draws it back into the greater MCU so people can sort of expect. Well, hell, we need Kit Harrington to get drawn into the greater True. MCU at this point because they ain't True. saying nothing about I'm Eternals. I was about to say, what is he going to be again? And I don't even want Eternals to count, but. Yeah, I mean, if they do him, Blade and Kit Harrington in the Eternals world right now, and I, I don't think know. of that. I kind of forgot about Blade, um, and then Eternals and Blade are kind of in that same ge- geographic area too. And Blade yeah. about to start filming, so like he got to get introduced through more than his voice. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That people may not may or may not hey. have recognized. And and we didn't even talk about it either, man. Like, uh, what's up with the Thor trailer? Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh. Drop, man. So they said that this this week Thor broke the record for the shortest amount of time of a trailer to to release. Really? So, I yeah. think they, I think we got to watch Doctor Strange first, right? Yeah. I think they said they concerned that something in that trailer is going to mess something else up. So they got uh, to okay. get to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So, so then the trailer gonna be the post credit scene for Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Wasn't that the case for one of the movies? Didn't they do that? Like the post. No way home. No way home. The, no no the post credit scene was the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man. Oh man, and I, I guess maybe we get it to to it next time because we're going rap, man. But we still ain't do ballet. I know people probably. That's cool. Uh, I that. still got to catch up the rest of it. Yeah, so, that uh, works out. Keep listening out. That's a teaser for the people listening. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm going to say this. They will roll. I, this whole stuff coming out every week is hell on my ADHD. That means I have to remember to watch stuff every week rather than I just know, being able man. to watch it. Like, I got to go back and watch stuff. That was man. one thing that I did like about Netflix, but with their model, it kind of makes it difficult because then you struggle, you know, you're constantly chasing content. But it was yeah. convenient for the people that were consuming it because you could literally watch it at your own pace. And either knock it out when you wanted to or break yeah. it up if you needed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what's up? You finna say something? No, I was just agreeing. No, oh, baby. All right. Well, then, um, we gonna go check on Rob. You know, y'all know he out in orbit. I ain't checking uh, on Rob. Yeah. He out there on the strip, man. You see Rob, man, honk your horn and wave him over <laughs> to your car, man. Take him for a ride. Give him a good tip. Hey, I don't know. Hey, y'all, better, y'all better be careful. Sound like you're on the stroll now. Hey, you on the Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. Well, once again, this has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe podcast. Make sure you check us out everywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. We is out here. Make sure you check us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cinematic Universe. We love y'all. Y'all have a safe flight home. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. 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 Keep, keep 